I think, I mean, I probably noticed it about a week ago, but it's been pretty, pretty constant since. Really? Well, do it again. Yeah, it's... See? Is it always that note? No, I, I can, I can... And actually, like, just... See? Wow, and, and that's coming from your penis? Yeah. Man, you should see a doctor. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nipikers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 35 of Transformers Armada. It is Rescue. This episode was written by uh, Rio Moto Hira. And the last uh. time on Transformers Armada, Starscream joined the Autobots and Smokescreen is not dead. And in this episode, Demolisher is cleaning up the Decepticon base and he's complaining about Starscream when who should appear but Santa Claus. I mean, Starscream. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, Starscream, old buddy. I was just talking about you. And Starscream's like, oh, yeah, you want to scrap? You can beef with me. <laughs> and also, I brought along my new friends. And then the Autobots start coming through the warp gate. Yeah, until they showed up, my first thought was like, okay, well, we wrote that one off. He's back with the Decepticons. But yeah, he, he has brought all the Autobots back because admittedly, I kind of forgot where the episode before that left off, which was we're storming the base. And they attacked Demolisher and he runs around and pushes the big red button. Yeah, I like when he says something, he's like, how did you get here? Even though he just watched them all travel through <laughs> the warp gate. But yeah, yeah, there's some running back and forth. But yeah, he gets to the big shiny red button and hits that and away goes the alarm. Opening bumper. And when we come back, the other Decepticons have heard that, and uh, Cyclonus, Wheeljack, and Shockwave... I Okay, I'm calling them Shockwave because they keep calling them Shockwave, and I think it's this episode at one point, they start calling them Tidal Wave again. Yeah. Uh, they're really back and forth with that name. But they run off to investigate, and then... Um, then we get into some interesting stuff with Optimus and Starscream. Well, yeah, first, uh, I think Hotshot says, well, so much for our surprise attack. And Optimus is like, we'll just regroup and attack again. And I'm thinking, okay, you're going to go back to the base and then come back later. But no, they're just going to keep going. Like, you're already in a group. What do you mean regroup? <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, um, but Starscream wants to join the attack on Megatron. And Optimus is like, whoa, 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 no, no. I need you to hang out with Perceptor and go find all the other Minicons because that's why we're here is to rescue the Minicons. Yeah, and, and Starscream knows the ship, right? Where yeah. he used to basically live here. Notice how they keep calling him Perceptor. That would like yes. really emphasize the or on the end. But, he uh, creates holograms. <laughs> the Autobots get to the throne room and Optimus says, this is where it ends, Megatron. Remember he said that. And then Starscream, well, there's some talk, and then Starscream shows up and with the Star Saber, and he's like, I'm going to kill you now, motherfucker! And this was bad leadership on Optimus's part, because you never have... You never reprimand the employees in front of the customers. And this yeah. is what Optimus starts to do. He's like, in front of Megatron, he's saying, Starscream, I told you, you go help the Minicons and wags his finger, <laughs> yes. which really just makes him look weak in front of Megatron. Did I mention you should go get the Minicons? And that's why we're here. Like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it does matter because none of the Decepticons run to, you know, protect them. Do you know what, Paul? I had a thought while watching this episode. It's... Gary Chalk's Optimus is always so, now everybody, you know, that's just who he is. Do you think the writers write his Optimus that way, or is does he just <laughs> always interpret it that way? Because every Gary Chalk Optimus is 
kind of a schmuck. But yeah, Megatron's like, well, isn't this precious now? Die. And he blasts the Starscream with the uh, Requiem Blaster, but Smokescreen jumps in the way and blocks it with the Skyboom Shield. And I love this because everyone's blind. It's a giant bright white light while Megatron keeps his finger on the Requiem Blaster. And that keeps the bright white light going. And then we cut to Megatron and Thrust standing off to the side (laughs) while the energy blast is still going. And Thrust is like, hey, you should get out of here. Yeah, I humbly suggest you and the others escape, he says. But when the light fades, only Megatron is gone. Like, all the rest of them are still there. Yeah, he's, man, he's, they're both, Megatron and Optimus are both really weak leaders in this. Uh, I like, though, that Thrust immediately assumes control, and the other Decepticons are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, like, who, made you, who put you in charge? Who made you the boss? And <laughs> back at the base, the kids are watching this, and Carlos can't stand to watch because the Autobots, who clearly just defended themselves just fine against the Requiem Blaster, don't stand a chance against the Requiem Blaster, especially since the guy carrying it left the room. Yeah, well, what? Uh, my line, literally, <laughs> Paul, this is what it says. The kids are watching and I don't care something about laser beak. Uh, <laughs> and then we go back to the base and Sideswipe charges Shockwave, but it does not budge him. It's kind of funny. Shockwave just like knocks him aside. Oh, yeah. It's like the smallest Autobot <laughs> that tries to like shoulder check. It's kind of like in G1 when Cliff Shepard tried that with Megatron and he just yeah. bounces off him. Uh, so then Optimus says, Hotshot, hey, you go find Preceptor. <laughs> and Hotshot's like, whoa, I thought that was Starscream's job. And Optimus says, well, we all have <laughs> yeah, his hotshot's all confused, but uh, yeah. then Wheeljack drops down in front of him, and Hotshot uses his Perceptor bazooka and then just drives right past him. And then we cut to Demolisher, who's chasing Preceptor, uh, and he's shooting at him, and Preceptor runs to a dead end, Demolisher corners uh, him, and then, like... I think Laserbeak slashes, like, claws at his eye or something. Yeah, he just flies in front of his face at the last second before he can shoot Perceptor. And uh, he ends up shooting the ceiling above himself instead. (laughs) And uh, do we... It's kind of a cave-in, but then Hotshot just runs in and lays him out with the old one, too. Yeah, so after uh, Demolisher goes down, the kids call into Hotshot, and they're like, hey, the plans that Starscream gave us aren't actually accurate. This is never going to come back. Um, And then we go to Preceptor, and he runs ahead of Hotshot. They're looking for the Minicons, and comes face-to-face with... Shockwave, who is now calling himself Tidal Wave. Yep, he's there waiting for him and goes to stomp him, but just as his foot comes down, Perceptor separates into the three component minicons and they all scatter different directions. I kind of like that. Um, so Tidal Wave tries to stop him. Perceptor runs away because Hotshot arrives and gets his uh, his Perceptor cannon. Um, and uh, he fires at Tidal Wave. There's that, I think he's had this before, where he shoots Tidal Wave and goes, my shot didn't do anything. <laughs> what? But the Minicons reform Perceptor, and he and Laserbeak come to a room full of Minicons building a spaceship and commercial break. And when we come back, he beeps and boops something to them. And <laughs> yeah, dear listener, when Paul says a room full of Minicons, it's like all the Minicons. Like, how have they not won the war already if they yeah. have this many Minicons? <laughs> it says in the opening to every episode, the one side that controls the most of the wins. Well, <laughs> and also, why aren't the, don't the Minicons serve the purpose of powering you up? All he is using them here for is cheap labor because what Megatron is doing is having them build a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And Perceptor just kind of looks around. He's kind of like, what the hell's going on, guys? But now Megatron is here, and he tells the Minicons get back to work, and he calls Perceptor Preceptor. Did you notice that? I did. <laughs> uh, and then they, the Minicon music starts. That Like, here it is.
and they play that and it goes for a long time and as it plays it cuts to every fucking character in this show for a minute and a half each and they all go whoa and Alexis insists it's the most beautiful music she's ever but uh, Megatron doesn't think it's that beautiful in fact he goes like all dark elf from Final Fantasy 4 here with the ah what is that music I can't control the but and then okay I love this they they surround the minicons surround Megatron and he's like what are you doing oh I, I don't like disobedience and it pans out and it's comedic. It's like you or I being surrounded by an army of Lego mini figurines. <laughs> yes. Like he could just boot these guys out of his way. Just start stomping Megatron. Make some wine with these masks. Well, yeah, he tries forcing them back to work at gunpoint too, but then out of nowhere, Hotshot just shoulder checks him across the fucking room. Yeah, I do always like a Hotshot Megatron fight, and we've we've had more than a couple in this series thus far. So they they go at it, and the Minicons uh, preceptor helps all the Minicons escape. And then, okay, this was some, like, Three Stooges shit here. Tidal Wave comes in just as Hotshot and Megatron take their fight outside. And then he tries to get out and gets his, I think he gets his head stuck in a tunnel. Well, yeah, he tries to, well, Megatron and Hotshot both transform, and the Hotshot drives out, Megatron chases him, and then Tidal Wave tries to follow them, and he gets stuck trying to dive into a tunnel a third of his width. Like, why did you think you could fit in that? I I mean, I guess they're writing him as the big dumb idiot, but still, it's really dumb for this big idiot. And what I like, though, is that Smokescreen shows up, and he's like, oh, what do we got here? And I think punches him, like, in the asshole, and... (laughs) And Tidal Wave stands up and then goes, thanks, and punches him back. And it was, <laughs> I felt that there was a joke there, but it was completely lost in the translation. Mm-hmm. And back upstairs in the warp gate room, Sideswipe translates what Perceptor is saying to the other minicons <laughs> as, like, it's just, anyway, like form a line and transport out one at a time. And then yep. immediately three of them just get on the thing at once and teleport out at the same time. And then Hotshot and Megatron are fighting on the surface of the moon! Yeah, and Megatron eventually gets him at point-blank range, but then something off-camera slices his gun barrel off, and it's Starscream. Now, because I've made reference a few times that this gun barrel looks like a big dick from the right angle, (laughs) honestly, when that slice went, watching this, I audibly went, (laughs) But yeah, it's it's Starscream, and I really like that Starscream came back. Um, And then he and and Hotshot kind of lace into Megatron for a while. Yeah, they attack him. And did you notice when Hotshot jumps, very briefly, he has a Decepticon symbol? Anyway, I didn't see he that. He kicks Megatron right in the face, and I guess they were at the top of a hill or something, because Megatron drops a really long way and lands flat on his back. He'll be fine. Uh, then Optimus shows up just in time um, and says, all right, everybody, we're going home for hot cocoa and marshmallows, and Starscream doesn't want to go. And Optimus, like, he insists basically there's two options. You come home with us and you be an Autobot, or you join the Decepticons. Completely, I don't know, ignoring or not seeing the fact that Starscream wants a third option, which is, I'll join you, but I'm going to go kill Megatron first. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's because... But Starscream sees Megatron starting to get up because he's Mm -hmm. facing that way. And Hotshot hears Megatron groaning way down there. And Starscream's like, no, 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 it was just the wind. You should get out of here. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot that. And then Hotshot's even like the wind because they're on the moon, right? (laughs) What kind of excuse are you trying to make? Although, Paul, in this series, in this series, 
wind on the moon is completely plausible. It's right <laughs> up there with like light in sunken cities and whatever other nonsense we could think of. But yeah, Optimus again is with more of this. I gave you an order, soldier, and it, this is a two-party system. You're with us or against us. And, and then it, it kind of looked like it's hard to tell, but it, I thought it showed Megatron and Starscream just glaring at each other while Optimus continues to talk. And uh, now we're back at the Autobot base. Yeah, that last part is a weird cut because it's like Optimus gives him the order and then they go back. So obviously he accepted the order. And then while all the kids are cheering that everybody's back with the new Minicons, Starscream goes, yeah, I can't take shit no more. And he walks away. Why would Optimus stop Starscream from trying to kill Megatron? The first thing he said after they came in the fucking door was, This is the end. Well, is it or not, Optimus? You know Starscream's a loose cannon. You know he's out for blood. He pretty much told you that last time. Why bring him along at all if you're not going to use him for what he is? A warrior, hell-bent on revenge. Let him have it out with Megatron. And then all this insubordination shit. What, your panties in a knot because someone on the team came up with a good idea, but they're not allowed to do it because you didn't come up with it first? I think we've all had that fucking manager at some point in our life. No, you want Starscream to go look for Minicons because he knows the ship and you think that makes sense? Well, he gave you a map of the fucking place last time, stupid, and it immediately turns out to be outdated. He knows as much about the ship as any of the Autobots at this point, so send someone a little more stealthy who will follow orders, like Blur, or send Rad, and leave Rad there. And then at the end, when it's mission accomplished and Starscream and Hotshot have Megatron on the ropes, you do the same shit again. He's more than happy to do it, Optimus. Let him finish this. And hey, if you start to feel guilty later, you can always just tell yourself Starscream was a Decepticon. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The episode was Rescue. Paul, what do you think's worth saving in this episode? Hotshot scenes. Hot, if you're a fan of Hotshot, it's a good Hotshot episode. But other than him, I really didn't like it. Like all Starscream does in the entire episode is stand there and growl angrily. Yeah, like, he doesn't really take action. He's never let off the leash, you know what Which I mean? if they get to that point, good, but I also, I was kind of thrown off by the introduction of a nearly completed and apparently inconsequential Decepticon spaceship. Like, shouldn't that be a major focus now? He yes. has a fucking spaceship. Like, at the very least, get back down there and start disassembling it or something. Yeah, like we're never talking about it again. Yeah, overall kind of a meh episode. Not Rio Moto Hero's worst, but definitely not his best, which is everybody else's worst. Yeah, pretty much. It could have just been a good half-hour episode of Transformers fighting on the moon, like for this rescue mission. Like, just take all the other stupid shit out of it. Yeah, yeah, completely agreed. Uh, more, you know what, I'm going to probably wave this flag for the rest of the series, but more Starscream screen time. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Mars. If you want to, I don't know, I'm, there's an Elon Musk joke in Mars there somewhere. Uh, but the reason I bring that up, dear listener, is uh, obviously Twitter's, a, I don't know what Twitter's at right now. Who knows if it's even working when you listen to this episode. Uh, Paul and I are going to stay there for now. We'll, we'll see what happens in the future. But if Twitter's still around, you can probably find us there. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmacpherson one uh, if you don't have Twitter, or Twitter's gone tits up, you can still contact the show now by email at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yep, and the Curiosity Rover is on Twitter, at least for now, if you want to see what's going on on Mars, and uh, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com, and until the next episode... See you later. 
preceptor. 